Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I had a very embarrassing thing happen the other day. I, do, I don't think that I can recover from it. But I also don't think I can pretend it never happened. I was on a conference call. It was three of us. I get a Zoom. It was a Zoom. And the two other people on the call were British. They were based in London. So they both had British accents. And I caught myself just a few seconds into the call having a slight British accent. See, this is why you should never be on business calls. This is why I should do all of the calls and you should not be allowed. You should be like, yes, I know that you emailed me, but I'm going to have you talk on the phone to my wife, Callie, because she will not inadvertently possibly make you think we're weird. I, I don't know why I did it because... I'm not good at accents. I have like this super exaggerated kind of funny British accent that I do from time to time, but I don't, I've, I've never spent enough time in London to, or Britain to, to get an accent. I, I've seen the crown, watched, mm-hmm. I've watched the crown. So maybe that counts, but I, so I caught myself doing it and then I just kind of let it go for the whole conversation because it was slight enough that it wasn't like they weren't going to say, oh, what part of London are you from? But, but if I had stopped doing it, I think it would have been obvious. But now I'm scheduled for another call with them. So Why do are I, you so weird? Do I just do it? Do I let it ride? Do I keep doing it? No. Or do I just and then then the mystery is like after the call, they'll look at each other and say, I think. Didn't he have a little, did he have an accent last no, time? No, I think you're reading into it. I think they probably didn't notice. And it was I think super you absolutely slight. should not do that again okay. because you're like embarrassing me by proxy. And next point is that you sound super fancy saying that you were taking a business call from London. Yeah, it was fancy, wasn't it? It would be fancier if it was like Dubai or something. Isn't that where like rich bankers, they're yeah. like, I, I have a call from Dubai. I was, um... It was it was podcast related and the people organizing it were are based in London. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that because I mean, I knew there was an international level to the to the podcast that we're working on. But I didn't know they were London based because when they scheduled the time, they did it by Central Standard Time. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, they must be in Chicago. Nashville. Nashville. So yeah, that was my assumption because if you're in London, why would you go with central standard time? But that's what they went with. So I was shocked. It was nighttime over there and everything. They were like, hello. And I'm like, hello, Oz the queen. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. 
If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, March 3rd. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that we are able to have conversations with people in London without worrying about the per minute cost of a long distance phone call. Remember how like, so my parents had- Yep, my parents too. What were you gonna say? First of all, we would buy calling cards from like, you do, You could get calling cards at the hotel lobby. Kids these days will never understand. You would go to the, we would go to the hotel lobby and you would buy a prepaid card. Oh, I wasn't even talking about hotel long distance. Well, it was like a motel that we used to stay at. Okay, motel. I wasn't even talking about travel long distance. I'm talking about my parents used to wait until like after 8 p.m. to call. No, but I'm saying my parents had state. friends in London. Yeah. So good friends. And if they needed to call them or whatever, they would use a calling card. And I remember like randomly we would have calling cards around our house. Like so weird. Yeah. The, you you grew up much fancier than I did. I had an aunt and uncle who lived in Arizona. So we would only call them after like 7 p.m. 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. because the rates, rates went down. down. Mm-hmm. And then when you were on the phone with them, you always had one eye on the clock because you were getting charged per minute. Oh, my gosh. So – yeah. I remember my parents used to always tell us if we would stay at a hotel, they're like, don't pick up the phone. Don't because, pick up the phone. Don't watch a movie. Because hotels yep. would charge you like by the minute. And that was really expensive. Like the equivalent of calling like international. I don't yeah. know. Crazy times. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for anxiety meds. I have in my hand right now a hand addressed letter to one Jeff Dollar. I intercepted this in the mail. It is from the little stamp in the corner, the little address stamp, like the one we have, says Eddie Bauer returns Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So we have this an is answer. very exciting. The recap, if you're new here, is that Eddie Bauer used to have a policy where your um Clothes were warranted or guaranteed or whatever it's called for life. So if they ever faded, if they ever started to fray, if they ever started to come apart, you know, stains don't count. Like if you mm-hmm. if you catch it on a nail and rip it, I don't think that counts. But if the workmanship starts to fail, you could bring it back in a new one. So I had over a dozen Eddie Bauer t-shirts that I've had for so many years. And I called them and said, I want new shirts. And they're like, we stopped doing that in 2019. And I'm like, What? So I talked to the woman. I'm like, well, I want to send them back anyways. Can I have an address? And then we'll just see what happens. And she's like, sure, go ahead. But you might not get them back. I'm like, that's fine. But I'm Consider just it th- a donation. Consider it, find it a, a good home. Find it a good home if you can't replace them. So that being said, I shipped them off to Eddie Bauer World Headquarters. And they have responded with a handwritten correspondence. Well, it was hand addressed. It is not handwritten. Oh, okay. Uh, What would you, what do you think they're going to say? My guess was that they were going to laugh at me and, and throw me a bone with like a gift card or something and go, here's 50 bucks. Thanks for being an Eddie Bauer customer. I had zero expectations going in. The fact that they even responded, I'm already happy with Eddie. So, um, (laughs) there is a, what looks like a stock letter. Okay. So this is obviously not the first time that they have dealt with this. Yep. The title of it in, and it is underlined is EB customer service returns rejection letter. Oh, that is 
We are starting off <laughs> harsh. They don't even say Eddie Bauer. They're like E.B. E.B. Please find, which I'm assuming is, I'm assuming they don't do their own returns. Like based on this little exchange, I'm assuming that they hire a third party. So like the returns go to a warehouse or something, get sorted. Yeah. And then they send like a, a spreadsheet to Eddie Bauer and go, here's what you owe to who. Yeah. Okay. So Please. I didn't I didn't even get rejected by Eddie Bauer. I got rejected by like Eddie Bauer's cousin. And I would like to say, um, preface this by saying that it did not come with inside a package. It just, it was a single letter. Please find and close the product you sent to Eddie Bauer. There's no product. We are returning your products to you because we are unable to process the return. We cannot provide a refund, merchandise credit, or replacement items for the following reason. Then there's like eight bullet points, and then they have highlighted the ones that um, apply. What? Plural? To you. It's plural? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, there's seven reasons why they might not accept you, yeah. and you, two of them are highlighted for you. This is... Eddie, this is so harsh. <laughs> this is so harsh. Just swipe left and move on. Um, okay, so proof of purchase was not included and or could not be found via your adventure rewards number. Shirts were five years old or more. The condition of the product was found to be unacceptable. Not in original, unused condition, normal wear and tear, damage caused by misuse or accidents, unsanitary, and or potentially harmful to our associates. Well, that, that's not true. Anyway, so that's why you got docked. And it said that they have a return, a product return inspection process, and they do not find any defective materials or workmanship. The reason that they didn't send anything back is because I enclosed a letter and said, basically said, hey, don't I know, waste your money sending this back. I know this is a long shot. If you reject this return, please find a good local charity or whatever. Yeah. Do something with it. So hopefully they did that. So what was the headline again? What was, um, the un I put it what was the unnecessarily harsh headline? The unnecessarily harsh headline is EB customer service returns rejection letter. And it is underlined. Eddie needs some of those cotillion classes or whatever. What is it in the South where they teach you manners and grace and stuff? I think cotillion. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. I got a much nicer email from Emma, who is an eighth grader in Lawrence, Kansas. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. She says, Mr. Dollar. Oh, I yeah. like her already. Okay. In your radio career, I know you met and had talks with many celebrities and famous people. Could you tell me if any of those people gave you advice that you still follow? And when did they give you that advice? Thank you, Emma. P.S. I am using this information for an advanced English project. Advanced English project. Yeah. Wow. Smart Emma. Uh, do you have an answer for her? I do. And I th I have, I, I got a bit of advice from a celebrity, not from his words, but from his actions. Okay. And I still follow it to this day. And I think about him at least once a week and the lesson that he taught me. Okay. By example, why do you have one? I do have one. Okay, you go first. I have one. So mine- Mine's going to be cooler. It probably is because you've met so many more famous people. I used to work with a guy named Don Felder, and he is 
the guy that used to be in the Eagles, and he wrote the song Hotel California, which kind of a big deal I, in the music kind world. Kind of a big deal. I mean, I would argue that uh, that is the most internationally recognizable song of all time. Now, maybe mine isn't cooler. <laughs> I didn't realize you were going Don Felder on this, the Hotel California guy, but okay, go ahead. So he was doing, I was doing um, a press like thing with him to promote his album that I had worked on. And I was listening into his radio interviews and, and stuff like that. And he told a great story that I remember crystal clearly and I have applied it and continue to apply it. And he said that life, cause he got fired from the Eagles very notoriously. There was like a huge falling out. He wrote a book about it. It was a whole thing. He said, when someone asked him about it, he's like, you know, life is like being out on a beautiful lake and you're in a boat and you're hanging out and it's a beautiful day and you have all the stuff in your cooler. But if you start throwing trash off your boat, all the stuff that was, you know, you just start whatever, when you finally pull up to the beach to like, you know, pack your cooler and your umbrella and put it down on the sand and you sit down, all of the trash that you've been throwing behind your boat will come up on shore. And I was like, that is so is true. That, that's so pointy. Is that a meta? Is that called a metaphor? Yeah. Oh, and you know who would know what that's called? Emma, because she's an advanced English. Emma would know that. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I thought that was great advice. He was like, went through this whole life transformation to move forward in his life from the the Eagles uh, firing. So I thought that was really neat. And I thought it was really poignant. And for someone who is as like famous and rich as he is, I, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. I, okay, so mine is so much more superficial. Oh, Okay. But it's a it's a celebrity on par with with Don Felder. My celebrity guest for this story is Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, okay. Diddy, whatever he goes by these days. We'll, we'll call him Puffy for this story. I, I was it's it's a crazy story. I've told it before on the podcast. But one of the coolest things ever to happen to me in my adult life was Diddy inviting me to stay at his house. He wasn't there. He just loaned me his house for a long weekend in the Hamptons. And Jeff thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. Yeah, I thought like I started. He made the joke as part of a radio interview and whatever. Ha ha. And then we wrapped it up and I'm walking out of the studio and he, he grabs my arm. And he's like, hang on, let me get your information so I can arrange so you can get into the house. And I'm like, oh, you were just kidding about that. And he's like, I don't joke. I'm like, what? And next thing you know, <laughs> like seriously, fast forward 48 hours, I'm in his house. And this is where the lesson happened. I This never, I don't know, this just never dawned on me as an adult human being. But in, in his bathroom, for example, I think bathroom is the most uh, obvious place. So the nicest house you've ever been in? Um, it was pretty nice. That someone actually lived in. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's up there. Yeah. So, okay. So I opened like his, what's it called? I guess just the closet, like mm -hmm. the, the pantry of the bathroom mm -hmm. and whatever brand of body wash that he had, 
he had like five of them, mm-hmm. just like one behind the other. And then like next to that, he had like three tubes of toothpaste in boxes, you know, almost like, almost like you're at the drugstore at mm-hmm. this, at CVS. Mm-hmm. And then he had like four toothbrushes, like still in their packaging. And, and he had, he just had multiples of things that you run out of. Mm-hmm. And up until that point in my life, Emma, this is going to be, this is use Callie's story, Emma, for your thing. Cause this is so dumb. But up until that point in my life, I never considered stocking up on things more than one deep. Unless it came in like a package or a set. It never occurred to me to, to if the toothpaste was on sale to buy four tubes or six tubes and leave them all in. Cause it's not going to go bad. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to use it. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it. Mm-hmm. And so I started buying multiple things, like bathroom stuff. Like when I would like buy shampoo, I would, if it was on sale, I would buy like three of them and they would just be in there. And I guess maybe it was my first micro anxiety because then there was never the panic as you squirt the last, you know, yeah. Of whatever out. And you're like, oh gosh, I have to go to CVS today. You have to like get out of the shower to go to CVS because yes. you have no body wash. Right. And I don't know why that never occurred to me ever. And there were a couple other things like. You rubbed off on me on that because now I do that. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, it, it was just, it's so stupid, but it, it was, I mean, it was life changing. Like it just made it different. It just. You know what my favorite part of that story is? That you um, equate yourself on the same level level with Diddy. What do you mean? <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, this super rich billionaire has five tubes of toothpaste. You know what I need? I could do five, five tubes of toothpaste. Well, the difference is. I'm kidding. I but. know. The difference is. I'm buying it either at Costco or I'm like, oh, it's on sale. It's right. by it's by three, get one free. Okay, I'll buy those. And he's just like, yeah, you know, probably has like the Aquafesh truck pulling up to his house. So, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're gonna love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. My wife asked me if I was listening to her, and that's such a weird way to start a conversation. So many perks to athletic creams. I don't even know where to start. Number one is the convenience. It's so easy. All you do is mix athletic greens, one scoop of athletic greens with 10 ounces of water every single morning and drink it down. It tastes good and it's super simple to do. You're not taking 12 different pills or supplements at different times in order to get the vitamins and the nutrition that your body needs. You're doing one thing. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery, and it gives you mental clarity and alertness. On top of that, it doesn't taste bad, and you get a little energy boost. Athletic Greens was originally created when the founder had a ton of gut health issues, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover from that that cost him hundreds of dollars a week. He said, nah, that's not cool. He created Athletic Greens, which costs less than $3 a day. 
All you got to do is put one scoop of Athletic Greens in water every day. That's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens wants to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash upside. That's athleticgreens.com slash upside to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Catalina Crunch is a zero-sugar, keto-friendly, low-carb cereal that's a delicious addition to snacking. If you're like me, I have a sweet tooth, and I really don't want all the sugar, but I really want that like little taste of sweet. We got the dark chocolate and the cinnamon toast flavors recently, and they are such a good snack. They don't make you tired and lethargic after you eat it, so it's really great because you get the taste of it, but then you also keep your energy. If you're trying to eat better, Catalina Crunch has the crunch you crave without the empty carbs. Plus, it has 11 grams of protein and 9 grams of fiber per serving. It's gluten-free, grain-free, and non-GMO. Taste for yourself why over 10,000 customers have given Catalina Crunch a five-star review. They've got eight awesome flavors to choose from, like honey graham, maple waffle, or mint chocolate chip, and you can order them as a single flavor or in a variety pack. See why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest-growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash upside for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash upside. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and their snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com slash upside for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. ButcherBox is a subscription service that delivers high-quality meat right to your door. This makes meal prepping so easy. Now, you can curated box, which they design, or you can do what Callie and I do, and that's make a custom box. Either way, you're going to get between 8 and 14 pounds of meat right to your door every single month. Packed fresh, shipped frozen for convenience, and you're going to save time on your next grocery store trip, and you're never going to wonder if what you need is in stock because it's right there on your doorstep. I love the red meat. They got grass-fed red meat. so delicious. They've also got wild-caught seafood, free-range organic chicken, even more. And all their sourcing decisions are made from holistically keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. If you want to have free ground beef for life, Listen up. You never have to shop for ground beef again with ButcherBox. They are giving new members free ground beef for life, plus a $10 off coupon. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash upside. Get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership, plus a $10 off coupon. Log on to butcherbox.com slash upside. You can claim this deal today. Here are today's three random things. I am sticking with my Women's History Month theme on these. My first random thing is Mary did have a little lamb. Her name was Mary Sawyer. She was an 11 year old girl and she lived in Boston and one day was followed to school by her pet lamb. In the late 1860s, she helped raise money for an old church by selling wool from her lamb. And who wrote the poem? Oh, oh, that doesn't It's matter. irrelevant. Got Mary it. is the star of the show and it is women's history. Right. Well, technically the lamb is the star because it's fleece white as snow. My second random. Everywhere that Mary went. Lamb, sure to go. I don't know the rest of it. Oh, okay. You better brush up on that. And I don't know. I don't know it at all. Mary had. 
Little Mary, lamb, little was, lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb who squeezes by his snow. And everywhere that Mary went, that lamb was sure to go. Isn't, is that the end? Oh, man. They're going to take our kid away. <laughs> um, Mary, what if I look up lyrics? Had a yeah, little lamb, lamb lyrics. Mary had a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. And everywhere the child went, that lamb was sure to go. He followed her to school one day, mm-hmm. which broke the teacher's cool. But what a time they did have that day at school. No. That's what it says. Oh, I think we only just sang like the first verse of it. Oh, anyway. Oh, hold on. This is Mary. Mary had a, it followed her to school one day, which was, which was against the rules. It made the children laugh and play to see a lamb at school. And so the teacher turned it out, but still it lingered near and waited patiently about as till Mary did appear. Why does the lamb love Mary so? The eager children cry. Why Mary loves the lamb, you know, the teacher did reply. I, yeah. All right. We officially took that too far. My second random thing is the Statue of Liberty's full name. Do you do you know this? Gladys. No. Liberty enlightening the world. Also, second she, guess. She wears a size eight hundred and seventy nine shoe. Well, you know what they say about a woman with a big shoe. What do they say? She has got a big torch. <laughs> you are so dumb. Oh my gosh, you're so dumb. <laughs> I needed that laugh. Oh my God. No, I'm going to cry. You're going to cry? You're going to go from laughing Probably, to Probably. I'm still having like a bad two weeks. No, I'm not pregnant. Okay. Um, and my third random thing is Tammy Duckworth. She's an Illinois senator and retired National Guard lieutenant colonel. Listen to all of her firsts and, you know. Hats off to her, major applause, but it makes me feel like a total slacker. Okay, she is the first Congress member to be born in Thailand, the first to give birth while in office, the first Asian-American woman to represent Illinois Congress, and the first woman with a disability to be elected to Congress. Isn't that amazing? Gave birth while in office. I think she needs to get back to us when a lamb follows her to the House of Representatives. And those are my three random things. Sorry, I forgot. I thought we were in a different spot on the show. I went to see Dr. Gurley this week. I got my teeth cleaned. I have done like a lot of like hardcore adult stuff this week. Yeah. Like that sounded really bad, but I have done a yeah. lot. <laughs> I have done a You've lot, done a lot of grown up a things. A lot of grown up things this, this week. And I went and got my teeth cleaned and they have TVs like over the dental chair. Yeah. So you can like watch Netflix, like they have Netflix and everything. So you can, you can pick. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know what is going to be the best thing ever to watch? I'm going to rewatch Shit's Creek. Oh, great show. Uh, great show. That was the dumbest possible thing I could have done sitting in a dental chair. Cause you're laughing. I could not stop laughing. Yep. And even the hygienist, like we had to take a break for a second. I'm like, I might actually have to turn this off because I was laughing so hard and like the stuff is in my mouth. And like, I'm pretty sure I like may have drooled on her once it was gross, but yeah, that was like 
another t- dumb it's, mistake that I made this week. We are so blessed to live in a world. And you know who's really blessed? Ellie. Ellie is really blessed to live in a world where there's going to be TVs in the dental room, mm-hmm. the exam room. Because when I was a kid, there was no... Like the t- a TV was the size of a very large microwave oven at the smallest. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't hanging on the ceiling. There wasn't even one in the room. We had, did you There have- was terrible music piped in. There wasn't even like a highlights magazine in the exam room. Did, Nothing. Did you guys have um, one of the box TVs that literally lived on the floor? Yes. A console. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah, we had one of those too. I remember that. I remember that very fondly. Um, yeah, I wonder what happened to that thing. Those were the good old days. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I would like to make an Ellie confession, if I could, please, mm-hmm. to you real quick. Um, Ellie is now, I think she turned 16 16 months. She's 16 months old yesterday. And she now says a a ton of words. Um, And they're just like words. And some of them she's repeating, but like she knows doggy. She knows water. She knows uh, mama, dada. She cracker. Watch, Watch. cracker. So so she knows individual words, which are, are great. But they actually sound like words. My confession is nine times out of 10, when you or your parents were like, Ellie just said, whatever. I just went along with it and said, yeah, she sure did. You don't speak Ellie? I do, but I don't think she was saying those words. False. Like, I don't think she was saying like, like every time we'd go over to your parents, they would be like, oh, guess what? Today, Ellie said silverware. I'm like, no, that's not what they, she repeats words that she hears. But she wasn't repeating them. Everything sounded like doggy. No. So you go over and they'd be I, like, I, or I, I you'd disagree. be like, Ellie said banana. And I would go, Ellie, banana. And she would go, doggy. And you would go, see? No. And I no. just humored all of you. No. Because she was just, it was all, it was just, everything was doggy. Yeah. It wasn't doggy. Up until like two weeks ago, a week ago. And now she's like saying everything and like repeating things that we're going to have to be more careful about our use of colorful language in this house. I, ha- I kind of hadn't thought about that, but considering she's going to preschool soon, I feel like maybe we need to like have a language check in the house. Um, Or we just say that her favorite friend is a little stuffed duck. Callie Jeff, it is Steve from Apopka. And as someone that eats like a third grader, I am in total agreement with you. That snack list makes no sense. Even if you lined up all the snacks, you can't even attribute it to a single manufacturer. Like you said, where's ice cream? What about Little Debbie snacks, Swiss rolls, Nutty Buddies? And of course, those cookies from Publix, those white macadamia nut cookies can't be beaten. Total agreement. Keep up the good work. Bye. 
Done is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD more affordable and accessible for everyone. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager. And something I can tell you for sure about mental health from my own journey is that it's super helpful to have an expert alongside you instead of being prescribed a medication and then just like sent out into the world to try to figure it out yourself. Dunn's board certified practitioners will lead the way through your treatment. And the best part is every Dunn practitioner is an ADHD specialist. So you're not rushed into a diagnosis and then sent off to handle it on your own. Their expert providers hold your hand consistently through the journey and take extra time to get to know you and your medical history. Their goal is to find your ideal treatment plan 100% personalized for you and only you. Membership to Done includes one-click refills, fast appointments, and flexible scheduling with your provider and is now available in more than 30 states nationwide. The time is now to treat your ADHD and it's never been easier. Make your ADHD a strength with Done. Initial appointments are $199 normally, but as an Upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just $99 when you go to done.callieandjeff.com. That's a $100 savings when you go to done.callieandjeff.com. Com. ADHD done differently. If your company is having a tough time hiring the people you need, and I'm talking about uh, if your company is a tiny little local coffee shop, or if you are a Fortune 500 corporation, if you are finding having a tough time finding the right people, Workable can help. There are currently 46 more jobs being posted than before the pandemic, but there are 44 fewer candidates applying to each one. That means finding the right candidate quickly is vital to staff your company up properly. Workable accelerates every single step of your hiring process. The first thing they do is they cast a wide net by posting your jobs to the top job boards. I'm talking about over 200 job boards with just one click. And then the second thing they do is they help you automate the repetitive tasks in the hiring process, like scheduling interviews, so you can spend your time on what's important, making those hires of your new team members. So whether you're hiring for your coffee shop or your engineering team or your growing big company, Workable is exactly what you need to hire the right people fast. Get a 15-day free trial, and if you hire during that trial, which many people do, it doesn't cost a thing. Go to Workable.com to start hiring today. Workable is hiring made easy. Hey, guys, this is Molly. I'm actually the one who called about the date. I forgot to say my name in the first one. Um, anyways, oh my God, Jeff, that that's it. That you fixed it. That sounds so much better. It flows so well. I'm I'm so happy that you that you guys did that. It's amazing. All right, have a great day, you guys. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jess, this is Jennifer. Um, I just heard the voicemail from the egg donor. And as a recipient of eggs from an egg donor, I just want to say thank you. So I'm sure there are more people listening than her. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without someone being able to, being willing to go through that process. And especially because it has to be someone who's young and that is, it's a lot of work. So it's just, I'm really grateful for that. So. Thank you to that person and to any other egg donors. Hey, Jeff and Callie. Um, calling about the consultant debate. Um, Jeff, I think it's more of a integrity thing. Do you want people that 
could potentially be contracting this consultant for his services to make a decision based on their good opinion of you and your business judgment and the perception that he's got out there by linking himself to your name. Do you want to make a business decision to work with him based on thinking, okay, Jeff uses him and Jeff thinks he's a great dude. Um, So just a little food for thought. Have a great day, y'all. I used to believe that if I was sad, it meant that I wasn't fighting hard enough or I wasn't grateful enough. And that's not true. Be sad and be grateful and look at the twinkly lights and feel your feelings. It's all real. The joy and the pain is all real. And you don't have to pick one or the other. Life is beautiful or life is garbage. It's kind of both sometimes.